Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Dog Random Show with your host, Big Dog. Thanks everybody for tuning in to the Random Show. I got my beautiful co-host, Miss Trita. Say hello to everyone in Random Land. Good evening, Big Dog Random Show. Good evening, good morning, or wherever time it is in your neck of the woods. Because then we did just we just had a time change. I think it's fall back, spring forward. So I guess we lost an hour. Is that I guess so? I think we gained an hour. Well, I hope so, cause I sure do like to sleep late. I think we did. So the kids, it'll be day when the kids are going to school. I mean the sun will be out yeah because it it's been dark in the morning it would have been like 10 now yeah but anyways we had a amazing weekend uh out at the folk arkansas camp out with uh the old folk monster himself keith crabtree and uh lauren night callers radio they put on the event and uh we went last year and that was the last time we got to speak to our good friend tanya knight for those that don't know she you know she got cancer she lost the battle but she put up a good fight for a long time and uh she was good people um she was real happy about me and trita's engagement and you know she talked to us about it she came and hung out with us at our campsite and uh, I guess me and Logan, we had took off to go into town to get stuff, probably ice, or, you know, whatever we forget. You know, when you go camping, you forget something. And and my fiance got to hang out with her for a couple hours. Yeah, we talked about um, how she made her her she squatch costume. Oh yeah. And I was just watching her do the face. It was, it was like latex, huh? Kind of like rubbery. It moved with her. Yeah. It was pretty cool to watch her. She's really uh, talented and artistic. She made it look real. So we were just talking while these guys went to the store and I got to hang out with her for a while. I think that was the first time I actually really got to know her. Because other times I've seen her was just kind of quick like quick hello bye how are you doing and that's the last time i got to talk to her so we just want to say rest in peace and we love you we miss you and we'll see you on the other side when we uh plotted the um trip on the gps it seems that i had made a wrong turn somewhere <laughs> on the way up there because last year we went to old stagecoach road and it was awesome i don't know if you guys ever been out there but uh you can google it we'll put some information on on our, on our uh, big dog random page uh on facebook um so there's two pages make sure there's one that's like a i guess a business page we don't use that one but we have another one kind of like a fan page or whatever it's a private group page yeah so send a, a request and we'll get you on there uh so we'll share information about that road but 
the last time we went it was during the day i mean it's still creepy during the day if that makes any sense it's dark and i don't know it's just real spooky looking you know the way you kind of dip down james hedricks helped me find it actually he put in the wrong address yeah the wrong (laughs) coordinates I thought he had it set for Alex Smith County Park and um, we were all excited because we had like only an hour drive left and we're like, oh yes, we're going to be there in one hour. And next thing you know, (laughs) he was like, babe. And we got there (laughs) just in time. So it was daytime when we got there and it was like twilight started coming down and it got dark and the kids were really freaking out on it. And... um, it got dark. She got her wish. I was like, babe, is this supposed to be a surprise? <laughs> yeah, so. Because <laughs> I've been wanting to go there at night. And Yeah, we drove up and down it. It's not real long. It's probably maybe about a mile. About two. I'll say maybe two, two miles, longer. yeah. You kind of got to have a truck. Because, I mean, you could go in a car, I guess. But there's some angles that are kind of uh, steep. steep. Yeah, and... Uh, it's it's like muddy so if if, well it's like dirt road so if it rains or whatever it gets muddy so that's why i say you might need a four-wheel drive i mean you don't have to go over any boulders or anything but uh it's kind of the road is kind of sunk down into the ground and the trees are up high and it's just real spooky a couple times we we could hear uh something yeah we heard whistling we heard uh when we were driving up and down it uh we could hear something walking beside us beside us and then the thing is is we did a selfie the last time we were there but it was during the day and i decided we were going to do a selfie again and she's already had the heebie-jeebies because she likes to take pictures of the truck the yeti and um we stopped a couple of times and i got off by myself at night and i run in front of the truck and take pictures and it felt like i don't know it just felt like something was gonna pick me up or grab me (laughs) you just had the heebie-jeebies yeah so i would just run back to the truck real fast and get back in and then we'll take off go for another like drive a couple ways yeah further down and the thing is is when we decided to do a selfie i open the door on the driver's side and well, of course i'm driving so that's why i would do that um when i did that it sounded like something was running off remember because i stopped and i was mm-hmm. like whoa whoa something took off and i have lights all the way around the truck so i hit the lights and it lit up that whole side of the woods and i couldn't see anything i mean i don't know what it, was. it could have been an animal could have been anything could have you know I'm not saying it was Bigfoot or it was a ghost or anything, but something definitely was taken off when I opened the door on my truck. And then we did our selfies and did our, you know, did our stuff that we were going to do, like hang out and just check out the area on foot. And then we jumped back in the truck, took off. <laughs> it's probably the fastest that I've moved. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Getting into the truck. Yeah, the truck's got a nine-inch lift, so it's it's pretty high up in the air. So you got to do a lot of effort to get in mm-hmm. in and out. Oh, that's my dog scratching. But yeah, it was it's a good drive if you like spookiness. It was our the start of our Halloween weekend, so it it's, was good. It's, it's right outside of Marshall, Texas. Yeah, go check it out. Check out the history. There's been all kinds of creepy stuff going on out there. 
you may have your own now there's people that live there so problem is it's like a one lane road so i think twice we ran into the locals the one guy he had to back up um because there was nowhere for me to go so keep that in mind if you go down that road there's a chance you could have to reverse had to reverse but there are some spots you could probably pull into or whatever to give somebody the right away finally made it to uh, arkansas we got there about nine yeah it was kind of kind of late and it was dark so we had to set up we have a, a rooftop tent we had to get the little monkeys up there tristan my boy climb up there and and uh help us set up and then we had a surprise his older sister shona came to visit it was really nice to have her come hang out with us we had to pick her up from the airport a couple of days early surprise the kids so they were happy about that it was really cold the wind it was really windy and cold that night i mean it was so windy that the wind would shake the truck i mean we were driving up there and it was it was like some something was pushing the truck really hard. I had to hold on to that steering wheel. There's a couple of times I let it got comfortable and let it go, and it kind of pushed almost pushed us off the road a couple of times. Babes getting after me, like if I was falling asleep <laughs> or something. But I'm like, woman, I'm hanging on to the steering wheel. So uh, when we got up there, we kind of hung out with everybody, said hello. So once we got settled in, you know, we hung out with everybody by the fireplace. Like I said before, my truck has a 9-inch lift, and it has a camper on top, so tent is on top of the camper, so it's probably a good, I want to say, 8 feet off the ground, maybe? It's pretty high up, and uh, we finally got all snuggled in. There was five of us in that tent, and it says on the brochure uh, it fits five people, but it was kind of snug, and uh, I was sleeping on a corner. I mean, I couldn't really sleep because the wind was blowing real hard and you could hear the, the air hitting the tent and the trees blowing around. And it was starting to get warm in there because of body heat. And so I opened up the uh, the window and everybody knows that once I crash out, when I finally fell asleep, I probably snore like a bear or, or Sasquatch or whatever, you know. <laughs> I'd say, man, it was probably about 4 o'clock in the morning everybody was asleep and it felt like it's felt like something hit the tent like right by my face like it slapped it a couple times like it was moving its hand back and forth real quick like like it was trying to bother me now there has been sightings of bigfoot out in the area i'm not saying that's what it was it could have been it could have been my imagination could have been a dream whatever but could have just been the wind it could have because i sat there and i waited for for that for it to duplicate that again and it didn't so it was creepy but we finally know but that around the same time too like my hand was like up against the tent uh like this and it felt like but like another hand pushed my hand like back oh really but i was like thinking is there somebody pushing my hand so like because you know how you're half asleep you just think yeah you don't yeah. really think about anything so like, i kind of pushed back again on it like that like did i just feel something like push my hand back and then it did it again so i'm like i don't know if it was just the wind or what but i just felt something like push my hand back 
Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It was I mean, weird. It was like around the same time because I heard you move and open a tent. That's when I woke up. Yeah. So maybe. Who knows? We may have one come messing with us. I know that there was a, a like a piece of a branch thrown at the bottom of the truck. Oh, yeah. And that, it, yeah, that's, that woke me up one that night. That woke me up, too, because um, <coughs> my daughter was like... But then I, like, you know how, like, when you just barely turn off a vehicle, like, and you hear, like, stuff? Yeah, like, cooling down. Yeah, like, I thought that's what it was, because that's what it sounded like. And I'm like, it can't be, because we've been here, you know, we've been here for a while. And, but I did hear that. I heard the same thing with, like, the gas tank or something. Yeah, that that happened, too, because it did cool down when we got there. But it sounded like, because I have these... I have these ladder bars that are on the bottom of the truck to line up the suspension. Like I said, it's a lifted truck. I, it like the stick, like that branch hit it, and it broke piece of it broke. Mm -hmm. But um, so you were probably up when I was up. Yeah, well that woke me up, and I was thinking to myself, great, somebody made a big old dent on my truck because it it was loud. It hit the yeah, truck, boom! It but it came from the bottom of the truck, so it, it like may have thrown it from. Because we were parked away, like, kind of towards the the, the woods. Edge. Yeah, the like. edge of the woods from everybody else. Because mm -hmm. everybody was, like, in a little circle, kind of. And <clears throat> so, I guess we, you know, we finally woke up. And it was cold. I had to go to the bathroom so bad. I know that when you sleep on a tent that high off the ground, you got to climb down that ladder. And, oh, my God, my body was so full. But it was a relief. Finally, everybody started making breakfast. Um, and uh, we woke everybody up. Everybody got cleaned up and brushed your teeth and changed your clothes. And we finally made it out to breakfast. And uh, Ann and Kenny were taking care of uh, food. It was really good food, by the way. Yes, and thank you for yes. cooking for everybody. Thank you, Ann and Kenny. I don't know if we told y'all in person, but if you hear the show, thank you. So, was it Friday already? Yeah, Saturday was when we had breakfast. Or wait, Friday. Yeah, Friday was the next day. Because yeah. we got there Thursday. Yeah, so Friday we... We just hung out most of the day. <coughs> went down to the... We walked out to the pier. There's a pier out there at the Smith, Alex Smith Park county park yeah so we walked out to the pier hung out we just kind of walked around you know we got to entertain the kids you know you, they get bored quick if they don't have internet yeah <laughs> growing up in new mexico it, we don't see like you know trees coming out of the lake like that oh yeah <laughs> yeah so there's it was really uh interesting to see like really thick i mean thick trees were how they're big at the bottom they're and then big at the bottom and like going into the water it's like a swamp right mm -hmm. swampy kind of well, to me but i don't lake. know if it was swamp yeah there's some parts that are like swampy area close to the lake like different plants coming out of the ground different trees and mm -hmm. yeah so it's like a lake shallow kind of shallow i don't i don't know how deep it is but it didn't look like it was too deep may have been further out but there's a lot of good fish out there. I don't know. I'm not really a fisherman. Mm -hmm. but so, yeah, Friday. Yeah, well we, that was new for us to see. <clears throat> so, because it was so crowded in the tent, I decided I was going to sleep in the truck. And I 
I guess she decided to stay in there with me. Um, the kids were cold because we didn't have the body heat. Oh, yeah. so when we were sitting around the fire, we're sitting around the it was fire. Friday night. Yeah, so we're talking with uh, Mike and Lori and uh, Glenn was there. We're talking, and all of a sudden Mike starts to notice uh, like a star, a green star, and he says it starts to move every now and then. And uh, I guess everybody started looking for it, and we started checking it out. And I'm, I was, I don't want to say I didn't believe, but I just, I was kind of like, well, maybe he's not looking at it right or something you know i always have that kind of skepticism or whatever finally saw because glenn he had that laser he had a laser pointer and he started pointing at that exact light and i'm sitting there i sit down and i'm sitting there watching it and it sits in one spot then it starts moving and then it starts moving back and forth and then it, sometimes it looked like it was doing like a circular pattern it was kind of like the lights that we seen at marfa in a way because it was moving like it would go up and down yeah yeah now that you mention it it is like a lot like that you said you saw some lights coming out of it so smaller lights oh yeah like a laser beam like would come out like green crazy i don't know it was weird and then it would shut off all of a sudden and then would come back on yeah so it, i mean it ended up getting real late that night the kids were already sleeping so we didn't want to bother them so we just ended up sleeping in the front yeah we got in the front of the truck it was pretty cold but we got them to wake up and throw some blankets down i let the yeti run for a little while and get the heater going so then we woke up saturday morning it was already what the 30th yeah we had breakfast again we had um what did we have saturday Bacon, uh, eggs. Yeah, it was pretty much. Uh, I think she one time she made like uh, biscuits and gravy, and then like some little sausage, and then the next time they made like eggs. They made like tacos, I think, and then they had uh, like bacon and and stuff like that. It was, mm -hmm. Or they had pancakes too. Remember? Oh yeah, they had pancakes. I mean, they made a smorgasbord. They they went all out. Um, Felt like we were at IHOP. <laughs> I know they had really good breakfast, good lunch. Uh, we didn't really have to do anything. We brought our own food, but we ended up not even having to to do anything because uh, they were, you know, everybody was pitching in to, you know, so you could eat. So we, yeah, we all brought stuff to make to yeah, help they, with the food part of it. Yeah, everything was well thought out, and we had good food. Uh, they did like catfish. Uh, was it Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, Saturday night. Jeff made. Yeah, Jeff. He, he did that too last year. Yeah, he he made some uh, catfish for everybody. Jeff Crypto Hulk. He he done a episode with us. Early in the earlier episodes, make sure you check it out. Um, he's had a lot of Bigfoot experience, and it, and the thing is, is that everybody pretty much everybody that's that we hang out with on the uh, on these campouts have had some sort of experience some so it's sort of like therapy you know every everybody that's had a bigfoot experience is hanging out with other people and you know just come together and it, it's kind of like a family you know um these good friends that we hang out with it's always nice to see everybody we don't see each other as much as we used to because of the covid and 
all the other stuff going on, but it was nice to hang out with everybody. Yeah, I think most of the people um, that I've met were back in like 2017, so we're still getting to know each other, and we only hang out like every now and then. Yeah. Oh, so we had a campfire, and uh, we had the the local police come up yeah trust me i wasn't in trouble they weren't called on me <laughs> but it's so one of them <laughs> yeah it's, it's always crazy um i guess i have one of those recognizable faces or whatever because i always get somebody who recognizes me and mistakes me for someone else but it's so crazy because one of the police officers walks <laughs> up and he sh comes to shake my hand and he's like hey how you doing bro and all this and i'm like hey how you doing you know I thought he was just really friendly, but he's like, hey, you don't remember me? And I was like, uh, no, should I? <clears throat> and it was kind of that awkwardness where he was just kind of <laughs> like, oh, oh, my bad, you know, and kind of walked off. Um, and I was like, babe, are you hiding something? <laughs> yeah, you were looking at me like, is there something I need to know? Or I was like, no, I don't know this cop for real. Yeah, so one of the cops, Stephen D. Ward, yeah, he came and he talked. He told us some crazy stories. He had some. Uh, his father had some experiences. They were very interesting stories, and uh, we got to talk to him. We got to interview him. Uh, we set up uh, an interview for his father. So we're gonna go ahead and play that for you. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Lynn Ward, and uh, my son, wife, and I. My wife and I live on our family farm, our, where I was raised as a kid, and uh, we bought the farm, I guess, about oh, 20 years ago, and, and then uh, had a house built on it, and, and so we live uh, over toward the back. Okay. So what was your your first clue about something wasn't right, something was going on? As far as the Sasquatch? Mm-hmm. Running back as fast as they could, and uh, 
they said they saw a big hairy man. Well, uh, I, I've been over there a thousand times and I'd never seen a big hairy man. But uh, uh, after we moved out here, and uh, it's been about 10 years ago now that we moved out here, uh, I started seeing uh, some you know, strange looking, what I thought were just a man. I thought it was, a, uh, you know, just a guy down there with his dogs and the dogs would run after him and he would run back and forth across the back of our property. And so I just thought he was trying to train his dogs how to hunt. And uh, so after seeing that, one day, uh, my wife and I were out in uh, our backyard. We had some guineas, and uh, my son bought a uh, dog pen to put the guineas in, and so that's where we kept them, uh, you know, at night. And uh, one one afternoon, we were putting the guineas in the pen, and I happened to look down into this low area on our farm and we've always called it the circle piece because it's a uh, piece of land that is in the shape of an arc and so it was a circle piece you know and uh, I saw this white ape looking creature climbing in the top of a sweet gum tree down there in the uh, you know, in that low place. And so uh, I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk down there and see what that is. You know, I mean, uh, there's, there's no apes that live here, and there's no, certainly no white apes. A white ape would live in uh, Arctic or someplace like that, you know. But uh, anyway, I went down there uh, to see if I could find out uh, what it was, when I got down there, the top of the sweet gum tree was broken out and on the ground and the two or three limbs were broken, but uh, the bait was not there. So, after having seen those few things, I knew that there was something kind of uh, strange or a, a a group of apes or something kind of strange living on our property or actually along the creek on our property. Right. So I uh, happened to be on our back porch one day when I saw five deer come bounding out of that circle piece. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but they just jump, you know, Looks like they can jump 10 feet in the air, you know, and they were just getting out of there as quickly as they could. And right on the tail of that last deer was this huge Sasquatch. It, uh, this thing was, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know, I guess it was like 10 feet tall huge across the shoulder, had that little head 
babies, and I'm talking about an infant. I saw an infant that was so tiny it looked like a squirrel monkey. Wow. That, that one of the females was carrying around out here uh, one night. And Do you know what uh, color that one was? Pardon? What color that one was? Uh, they were brown. Brown? Uh-huh. <clears throat> now, do they look more human or gorilla-like? From what uh, you just... Uh, that's, that's a good question. They, I think they are... Uh, they look around do they just walk around on two legs or do they kind of walk on all fours or maybe a combination of both both, both? Uh, I've seen them running on all fours and they run but they they get around just as well on two legs right uh, uh, I saw this female one one uh, morning three o'clock in the morning uh, my wife had uh, woke me up and asked me if I could hear those people outside talking and I said no besides you know we live about a quarter of a mile from from anybody huh that and they wouldn't be out there talking but that's what she heard so uh, I just got my flashlight and walked right on out and to see who it was or what it was, and man, I walked right up to uh, these uh, three Sasquatch uh, that were out in the backyard. And I mean, I was right up next to them. And I uh, was, after I saw them, I, I tried talking to them. And of course, obviously they didn't know what I was saying, but uh, I thought that uh, she was bringing that uh, to me. I thought she was going to give it to me. And so I, I reached, I bent over to pick it up, and she she beat me to it. Oh, she, <laughs> she grabbed the baby. Yeah, she got it. She didn't want me picking it up. And then what was so funny about her and she was standing there with two legs uh and uh, then after she picked up that baby she put it in the crook of her right arm and and then she walked on three legs in other words she walked on one she put one hand down and then the two feet and then she put that hand down as she made progress going along uh 
but she never used that right arm because she yeah. was carrying a baby in it. I don't know why she didn't just walk on two legs, you know, but then when she finally crawled around out in the pasture for, oh, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes, and me looking at them, well, she, she finally uh, stood up, and that big, that big uh, Sasquatch, that big black one was out there uh, waiting for her to get over to where he was, and they both then just stepped over uh, our neighbor's fence and walked on off. And then she was carrying the baby, uh, you know, and walking on two legs. Right. They probably didn't see you as a threat. I mean, if for them to get that close to you and interact with you like that, they might have thought you were friendly. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a threat. And uh, I'm sure they, they knew it. But uh, they still could have... Uh, they still could have tried to hurt me or something, but they didn't. They just, they just weren't there, you know. And and uh, I was looking at them. They were looking back at me. And do you and do you think ahead. it? Do you think it may be in the same ones that were around when you were younger that they've got to know you or sort of watched you from a distance and got to know that you were not a bad dude. No, I don't think it was. Uh, no? No, I don't. Uh, these things, um, uh, back when I was growing up, I, I never saw them, you know, except for that one or two times I've mentioned. They weren't, they weren't over there at the creek when I would go over. And I mean, we, my brothers and I would go over like every day, uh, and, uh, you know, just piddling around over there and walking up and down the, the creek. But uh, when when we moved out here, uh, that's when they just, you're just liable to see one at any time. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, I were to walk outside right now and they'll be walking around out there. They're just, they're, uh, they're here in a different way now, so I, I don't think it was the same, uh, same group of, of uh, Sasquatch as back then. Right. But these, these now are, uh, they just, I don't know how to tell you, they just live there along that creek and I, the creek is probably oh I don't know a couple of hundred yards from our back door and it goes from the uh, east to west or west to east uh, on uh, right behind our property the creek is not actually on our property it's just maybe 20 or 30 feet from our our uh, fence line, you know, and uh, so that's where they they kind of stay over there. And I think maybe uh, I think maybe they 
uh, travel, uh, in a, probably a, a big area, and because I, I don't think they stay here all the time, but, uh, like I say, you, they might very well be down there any time. Right. But I think what they, uh, I've been talking with people about them, and I think what they probably eat is uh, hogs. We have a lot of hogs down in in the, the bottom area. Uh, oh, stretch it all the way from, uh, I know you don't know our the lay of our land, but we have a bio that's about uh, a mile, maybe two miles from from our house, and uh, and uh, it could be that they're uh, and, and those pigs are just all over the place, you know. Right. I, I think that's probably what they eat <clears throat> off of. However, that day I saw him uh, chase a deer. Uh, I think he was uh, trying to catch one to, you know, for food. Yeah, they, um, have I mean, it's pretty brutal the way they hunt. I don't know if you ever seen them actually take one down or, or you know, catch a hog. I've, I've heard where people said they've seen them grab the back legs and slam them against a tree or just smash their head with their fists like, like the Hulk would do. Um, or throw a big log at them, and that's how they would kill them. And, um... Yeah. I heard that when they hunt deers, they'll just grab the the head and just twist it, and normally it'll just stop. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you were to see uh, this big creature chasing a deer, you would be just totally amazed at how much bigger he is than a deer. A deer is like a a little dog. To a human, you know, hmm. that sucker can run. They can run fast now, and uh, uh, I'm sure they can run just as fast on two legs as they could on four. But he he just happens to be chasing those uh, deer on four legs. Yeah, when when it was running after the deer, was it making a lot of noise or was it really quiet, really silent? Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't making any noise that I heard. Uh, of course, I was uh, maybe fifty yards away from him. Uh, he, he could have been, you know, making some kind of a noise that the deer uh, would have heard. Yeah, I mean, because if you're describing how big it is and and how fast it was moving, you would think it would sound like a garbage truck pulling through the <laughs> through the woods. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, and but uh, I don't. I think they're relatively quiet, even though they are like uh, so big. Uh, I just, I mean, you just have to be out there when one of them kind of walks up, uh, and then you would, uh, you know that they that they can move around quietly. I. I know I was uh, uh, going back to that 
Sasquatch that the, the dogs were chasing uh, after I had seen it oh for I don't know how many days a, a, a good month every day I would see the uh, dogs chasing after this animal which I, I thought was a man but it was I know now that it wasn't and the the reason I know is because one day I was out um, in the backyard and our guineas, uh, you know how they can alert you to uh, a danger. Right, right. You know, and so they started their yell or their uh, whatever it is. Kind of like squirrels do and different animals. If you're in tune with the environment you know that there's something yeah you, you know something's about to go on or is going on right that's that's what i teach my kids to listen really? to that type of stuff anyway this particular day i saw the um the guineas started they jumped up on the fence and were yelling at something and so i looked and uh, i could hear the a little beagle sound um, uh, like I'd heard many times before uh, and I just happened to look at a, in our pasture and here came a Sasquatch running across the field and he looked uh, he looked kind of like a howler monkey except you know three or four times as big and uh, he was black and he had white uh, on his hand and kind of up his arms a little bit he had white on him so he was white and black and uh, down oh not very far from our back end the, those Sasquatch have bent over a cedar tree Mm-hmm. They, they just bent it over and uh, uh, it, it stays in that bent over shape uh, anyway he ran over and got under that cedar tree and I said oh boy now something's going to happen here and sure enough here came that dog running right behind him uh, not really looking but just smelling you know as he went Mm-hmm. He goes over to that tree, and I don't know if you've ever heard of dogs scream or not, but uh, this little thing, he just let out a, literally a scream, and uh, then he immediately went back the way he came with his little tail tucked underneath him. I, mm. guess, that, I guess that thing scared him, I don't know, but... Uh, just uh just it was just a funny scene uh as it happened i i got my son and we went down there and tried to find some tracks but couldn't it uh even though it's wet down in there a lot of times it's uh uh just nothing but grass you know and weeds and stuff like that and so it's kind of hard to find any uh tracks of any of any kind 
and so we weren't able to find anything. Uh, but uh, so I mean, I've I've seen them running, and I think they're playing with the the dogs. I don't think that the dogs are not. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, uh, if the dogs were being aggressive towards them, or if it seemed like they were kind of like friendly, had a friendly relationship? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's friendly, but it's certainly not aggressive. Um, the uh, the dogs, uh, even our dogs, uh, they want to chase them, you know. Uh, they're not afraid of them. But uh, I know that uh, they could certainly hurt uh, hurt a dog. They could kill a dog, uh, or you know, it's if, if whatever they wanted to do. They could do it. Uh, I know one day I was down in that area by the creek, and our dogs were down there, and so I went down there to try to get them back up to the house. And uh, our big, biggest dog, uh, I heard him yell, and then he uh, splashed in, into the creek. And so uh, I went over and got over there kind of close to him, and it was like something threw him into the creek, you know. Uh, when I looked at him he was in a position where he was ready to fight you know in fact he barked at me when I uh, uh, tried to get close to him because something had something had scared him yes. and I, I think one of them threw him into the into the creek you know but he wasn't hurt or anything I just uh, it just funny how it, it worked out okay we got a qu another question <clears throat> okay. Um, I was wondering, what time of day do you mostly see them, like during the day or at night? Yeah, uh, when I see them, I see them during the day. Uh, now, that one time where I saw the uh, female carrying the, the little infant, now that was 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that was, it was dark, but... Any other time that I've seen them has been in daylight, um, you know, maybe 11 o'clock in the morning or some somewhere along in there. <laughs> and um, uh, especially, especially those uh, uh, those big uh, those running through the pasture and things like that. That's that's definitely in the daytime. Right. So that white one that you said you saw, do you think that may have been an albino one? I don't know what that was. I, that's why I wanted to get down there and see it. And uh, because I definitely, and I remember my wife was up there, and I, I told her, I said, do you, and I pointed to him, I said, do you see that white ape down in the, uh, you know, in that tree? I don't think she ever saw it, but uh, so I, that's why I went down there. I wanted to go down there and see what it was, but it looked like a white ape. So yeah, that was pretty interesting uh, 
stories that he had to tell and I'm glad he got to share them with us then we got to talk to Randy Edwards um, he doesn't really tell his story too much he's got some pretty interesting encounters um, we're gonna go ahead and play those for you like I said my name's Randy Edwards I'm from around here in Queen City Texas well back in what got me started in all this is back in 2009 me and my wife was going to um, to the football game at University of Arkansas Monticello. Our oldest son played in the band, he's a saxophone player. Mm. So we go down and was listening and watching the band and stuff. And so we watched about the third quarter after the football after halftime. And on the way back between Warren, Arkansas, and El Dorado, Arkansas, a lot of deer run across the road. So. We were in a brand new Dodge Charger, so I, I was going to speed limit. I didn't want to hit no deer. Mm -hmm. Well, we come around a curve, and uh, there was something running down the shoulder of the road on the same side we were going. And I slowed down and got pretty close to about 40 miles an hour because I didn't want it to run across the street on me. And as we got beside it, we could look at this thing eye level on the shoulder of the road. It was probably coming down the road it looked like it was about two foot wide it was wide in the shoulders but the back end was real low had a longer neck and had a head big square head about the size of a rottweiler or bigger but it had a longer snout like a doberman pincher mm. and um well when we got beside it this this thing turned <laughs> this thing turned and um looked at my look at my wife right in that right in her right you know right in her eyes and on the shoulder road that thing's probably three four foot away away from her so i pulled over on the shoulder i passed it and pulled over on the shoulder and i was going to stop she goes what are you doing i said i'm fixing to get out and take a picture of this thing nobody's going to believe this <laughs> she goes you ain't gonna get out of here you, you'll get eat, eat alive you know so i looked in the rear view mirror because i still had the brake lights on and it was gone i don't know if it went across the road or went up into the woods or whatever on the on the on the right side of the road but as we were driving down before we got to uh, El Dorado, we, we were probably on about a quarter of a mile from where this thing was. Three dogs was in the ditch on the same side as we were with their ears pinned back running away from this thing, it looked like. Oh, wow. Uh, so I said, now that's a dog. What we seen wasn't no dog. It kind of had short hair like a Rottweiler, but it was gray. And it was um, had a long tail. So that right there told me it wasn't a, like a manged bear or anything. And they kind of run and look like that. But no, this was, I don't know what it was. Wasn't, and I mean. But you're saying it was big in the front. It was big in the tapered front, down. tapered down low and small in the back. And uh, of course I couldn't tell how big the legs were because I was fixated on the neck and the shoulders and the head, you know, because it was four foot high at least, you know, looking at us. And, um, weird gate it had a weird gate it didn't run normal like a dog or anything like that matter of fact since it had a, and it had a longer neck since it had that longer neck it looked like it was lumbering like a giraffe you know how a giraffe yeah. lumbered that's the way it was kind of lumbering down the road okay and um well that started it all so when i get home the next day i go looking in the on google searching and doing all that stuff and 
and one thing led to another and I start seeing Bigfoot's uh, uh, Chronicles and Sasquatch Chronicles and all that stuff and I don't know if you'd want it that but, nah, but, but, but anyway I started watching all these other podcasts and all these other things and I said um, I started hearing about this smell and that reminded me back in 83 when I was a senior in high school I would go squirrel hunting after football practice and where I'm talking about, where we're sitting right here at Alex Smith Park, as a crow flies, it's only about 10 miles west, west of here. So I go into the woods and I have a perfect place all the time. Every evening I'd go into this big pin oak flat, had briars all the way around it, probably about 200 yard diameter around where I sat. And I went in there and sat down. And you go in there and sit and then 10 or 15 minutes later, the squirrels start coming out. Well, I got in there and about five minutes later, it sounded like I heard a buffalo coming through the woods. Now, to get in there, I had to cross a power line, and then I went into uh, a section of woods between the power line and Wright-Patman Lake. And when I got there, I'm probably about 300, 200, 300 yards off of the power line. So I'm pretty far away from the power line. Get in there, sit down. All them deer come flying through them briars, 15 to 20 of them. And about two, about a minute, two minutes after they went through, I smelt this nasty, stinking, rotten meat smell with mixed, smell like a little bit of uh, skunk in it and stuff. And I just counted it off as the, the deer, you know, running through the woods. Yeah. Well, I never used as a deer hunter, never used any of that scent, you know, attracting or estrus and all that other stuff. So I bought me a bottle later on in life just to see what that smell was, see if it was like that. When I heard all these these accounts of the smell, wasn't even close. So I don't know what I smelled. Mm. I don't know what was there or anything. I'm not sure if it was pushing the deer to the lake, to a uh, ambush point, or it knew I was there and I messed it up and it started smelling. I, you know, so after that. Like I said, I kept thinking about it and putting two and two together in all the times that I've been hunting all my life. Squirrel hunt it, deer hunt it, coon hunt it at night, bow fished up and down these rivers, Sulphur River. So I've been in the woods a long time, you know. Yeah. So my only sighting that I've seen was two years ago here at Smith Park. We was at this camp out again. And... Um, I go down to a place called Drew Palmer Road. And down Drew Palmer Road, you got a dead end, and you can turn around and come back out the same way you come in. There's only one way in, one way out. So I go down there early in the morning, me and my grandsons, and uh, I went to get some breakfast because I thought, well, all the people camping will probably have went out that night, so I'm gonna let them wake up and get a, you know, get up in the morning and get their coffee and you know, get woke, woke up. So we go down there, park, I drink my coffee, they finish their biscuits and stuff. So as we were coming out, I always see hogs and, and wild turkey running through there and, and in there because you can really see a long way in those woods over there. Right. Well, I'm easing out and I had to go slow over a culvert. They put new culverts in, so had a lot of dirt piled up and before it settled. So I go slow over this culvert and I see something move. 
and I put it up in the park and I meant to put it just in reverse and back up. Mm -hmm. So I, that messed me up for about a second or two. So I put it back down in, in, in reverse, back up to the spot that I saw. I, I, all I seen was something fall, go to the ground. It was about three, maybe four foot tall, long, wavy hair, but it was red, like a Irish setter. It was bright orange red. And um, I just say, kind of like Cousin It. You know how Cousin It was on the yeah, Adam yeah, family? Yeah, yeah. It looked like that, but wider. It was probably three foot wide easy. But it, when it went to the ground, so I probably saw just the head, neck, and shoulders of this thing. And that was my sighting, you know. Now, as far as hearing them and stuff, man, I've, I've heard them. All kinds of craziness, you know, out here in these woods. Like howling. And howling. Uh, there was one, well, one time on Wright Patman, I took one of my grandsons. We went to a place called Jackson Creek. Of course, we called it, we called it Poor Boys. And it was a little old camp, camping area. And um, we parked there at the camping area, and I just rolled the windows down, and I was getting him excited about all this Bigfooting and stuff, so I did a big whoop right out of the, out of the window of the car. Mm -hmm. And two seconds, as soon as I got through, we hear a big howl over to our left toward the lake. And there's a big old cove that goes in there. So he was on the other side of that cove, on the other side of the lake part, the water part. And we both looked at each other. His eyes got big. And I said, well, we're here by ourselves. We might ought to, we ought to move on because he's kind of close. Yeah. And before I cranked the car, I heard one to the other side of us, on the left side of us coming from a long distance. I mean, you could tell it was way, way off, but it heard this one. Oh, yeah. How? I was going to say, yeah. it was responding? It was responding to uh, the other one. Right. So, we didn't stick around. We, we moved on out of there because I had him by myself, you know. Right, right. Yeah, so, you don't want to have a young kid. Yeah. You know, especially if something happened to you. And, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, because he was only like 12, you know, and, and he wouldn't have been able to drive out of there. So. <laughs> right. Did he get nervous? Oh, he was real nervous. He was scared, boy. He was talked about it the whole way back home after we got out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's a pretty scary looking road going into that place. So, yeah, he was. And, and you, that was in the morning, you said? No, that was about 11 o'clock at night. Boy, we went night. down there at night and did it. Okay. And I usually never do anything at night because what's the use? All you hear is noises. Right. Yeah, so I wanted to see something. Yeah, that's that's crazy, especially the the man. What do you think that was like a dog man that you were seeing in the car when you were driving, or or some, maybe a different species of? Well, I don't know. There's so many different cryptids out there, you know. Right. I don't know if it was a dog man running on four four legs, or oh, so it it, it was on all fours. Yeah, yeah, it never stood up and walked. No. Off. no. Okay. No. No, we didn't. It, it it didn't see us. It didn't know we were there until I was up on it. Right. You know, and it was running down the road. But um, I, I really couldn't tell you. I know my my ex-wife now would would confirm it because she wouldn't let me. She didn't want me to stop. I stopped. I was I was going to get out and you take were a picture. You gonna get a picture? Yeah. Because see, this none of this stuff was on my radar until then, and. and 
I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, we're the baddest things in the woods, right, you know. Right. I know what you mean. I said that a couple of times. Yeah. You know Until you see something. Right. Right. And and you know, so you've always been an outdoorsy person. You. Oh man, I've 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 been hunting since I was five, six years old with my dad, and uh, I went by myself for the first time with my 20 gauge shotgun that I still hunt with. About eight years old. I always squirrel hunted by myself. So it was about five or six when I started with him, and I was the I was the squirrel dog. So you, <laughs> so you know all the sounds of the woods oh, and everything. Oh, and, oh yeah. And then just recently yeah. you started, yeah. things were different. Yeah. Or you never heard anything while you were younger, and just never thought. Well, you no, I just never thought there was anything. You know, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you hear them old barred owls and stuff like that. You know, but if you hear something that's different. You don't you don't put two and two. You always have a way to, you know, kind of throw it off. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. Oh, that's oh, that's something else, or, or like a wood knocks or something. While somebody is at their house or whatever, yeah, you know, through the woods. On the fence yeah, somebody's building something. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yep, because I've heard them before. And like, mm -hmm. Somebody working on something yeah. out here, you know. Even whistles, you know, a whistle. You think, well, shoot, somebody else is in the dang woods here with me. Because a lot of the woods that I hunt, it was, you know, Corps of Engineer land, public lands, you know. But, but yeah, it's, it's some, once you see something like, I can't tell you that it was a Bigfoot. Right. That red thing that I seen hit the ground. Yeah. But I can't tell you it's not. Because I don't know what it was. I know it's not a bear. I knew it wasn't no, you know, dog or anything like that. Yeah. Because when I come back to look at that spot, there was no sound. I turned the car off. I turned the, and everything looked, listened, sat there for a little bit. And if they hadn't have been in the truck with me, I'd have walked out there. But I always have one of the kids or two of the kids with me, and I don't get no more experience with it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you so, don't want to leave them. Exactly. Now me, I don't care what happens to me. <laughs> I mean, I've done live my life. I've done the things that I've wanted to do. You know? Right. And then you you know, I've just, made all my money that I'm going to make. Yeah, so. you're going to discover. You want to <laughs> discover a new species, and yeah, I mean, they can pull you, your DNA out of its, you know, <laughs> exactly scat or whatever, you know, <laughs> if they find it, or yeah, if they if find they, me, if they find it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, man. I didn't know that. You know, it's 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 really good to, to hear your experience. Mm -hmm. And you know, I like I said, I know you don't just say it to anybody. Yeah. And so you know, it means a lot to me that you know you shared it with me, and yep. I really appreciate it. And I know you listened to a couple of our shows, so yeah. I hope uh, we can do you justice and uh, get your stuff out there. But um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah, there's only there's only a few people I let let know all the stuff. I mean, I, that's just my experiences. Mm -hmm. As far as me and my experiences going out looking mm -hmm. and hunting and searching for these things, because I don't I research. I'm not a researcher. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm I, I'm a hunter, so I go hunting because I use those techniques to look for these species, you know. Right, right. And, and, and I'm not going to shoot it. I don't care about shooting it or anything unless it's aggressive. But any but as far as I want to see I want to see another one face I want to see it eyes. I want to see everything, you know, on it. This I could not see no face or nothing. So that's why I couldn't tell you what it was. Yeah. 
I can just tell you what it's not. <laughs> yeah. So you want to have a uh, that face to face with the squatch or, or another one of those wolf. No, I don't things. care about seeing that wolf thing again because she was probably right. That thing would have probably ate me alive. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it would have went how. It, no. How you thought it would go? It would probably been like that lady in that buffalo when she tried to take a picture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't go too yeah. well for her. Yeah, because this thing, easily 200 pounds, 250 pounds. Wow. That's how big it was and, and thick it was. Wow. Have you seen them like uh, Siberian Huskies or the really big dogs? Do you think it might have maybe possibly been one of those or maybe something similar to that? Or The way the gate was, it wasn't canine. It didn't yeah, it look didn't canine. Like a dog. No, it didn't run like a dog or trot like the dog or anything. It was... It was something different. It was weird. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. I mean, it was out of the ordinary. It wasn't nothing ordinary. Wow. That's that's crazy. I mean, it would have been and, nice and, to have a dash cam. Yeah, and just think, I'm going, I still had the bright lights on. We could see everything right here side beside us because the bright lights were on. Yeah, they spread out. Yeah, right. they spread out, and you see everything, but... As I slowed down, I was watching the head and everything because the head tells you where it's going to run. And I didn't want to hit, hit, hit the thing Yeah. because I didn't want to tear my car up. Now, if I'd have had my truck, I'd have run over that sucker. Yeah, and it didn't <laughs> do the typical animal thing where it freezes in the headlights. It, it, well, not only that, it didn't do the It looked at us instead of turning and running out to the woods or running off the road. It stayed on the road like it owned it. Yeah, it was like, yeah. what do you guys want? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. That's crazy. And, uh, yeah, that's just, I'm waiting for that, that Bigfoot experience. Now, a lot of, I, I see a lot of people and hear a lot of people, they go out and do a lot of night hunting and night stuff. That's just an adrenaline junkie to me, you know, because you know, that'll get you adrenaline going when you hear some wild stuff out in the woods. Yeah. And, and I can I could take you some places like that, but I'm just... I'm just not into the night hunting. The night, the coon hunting was scared enough, scary enough when you get out there, hear a bobcat or something start screaming. Yeah, a bobcat or a big cougar. Yeah. They, they make some hellacious noises. Well, the coons themselves make some crazy noises. Yeah, they make your hair yeah. stand up on the back of your head. And especially if you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you're from the city, you don't know yeah. too much about wildlife. And you go out there, you start hearing some crazy sounds. And mm -hmm. That's. You know, and and that's what, that's why I ask you since you've been in the woods for so long, you're very familiar mm -hmm. with all the sounds and everything. So for a person like you to not to respond to something like that, you know, like that's not normal. You know, yeah. You know that means, uh, you know, that just goes to show with your out, outdoor experience that you're able to recognize that type of uh, yeah. sound. You know, someone like me, I'm not in the woods all the time. Yeah. And uh, I mean. The guys uh, make fun of me because one time there was a cougar making that screaming noise, mm -hmm. similar to the one that we heard earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're they're laughing at me because I'm in panic mode and ready to get out of there or whatever. And they're <laughs> like, "Just relax, it's a cougar." Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make it any better. Is no, it's it sure over not. here. And they're like, "No, it's not coming over here." Yeah, yeah. We've been uh, we've met what last year last or the year, year before. Year, yeah. yeah sure. So. We knew of each other, yeah. and um, I know you do like like you make bow and arrow or like a slingshot bow or something it's like that. Sling bow, yeah. Sling Magnum, bow. Magnum sling bows, yeah. 
Yeah, my cousin got one. He was yeah. showing it to me. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So yeah. we got the inventor here. Yeah, I've been building those 31 years. So that also gets me in the woods and the boat. And like I said, boat fishing up and down these rivers at night. Now, I will get out and boat fish at night. That's when you mainly boat fish. Yeah. The, I mean, the boat looks like a flying saucer coming down the river. <laughs> yeah, and them fish, you just hit them with that, yeah. and you can just pull them back out. Yep. I guess that's more fun than oh, fishing once you, once you stick a fish with an arrow, you're addicted. You're hooked. <laughs> it's, 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 you'll, you'll spend all your money trying to do it. I guess because some people get bored just sitting there with a fishing pole. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and also you... You get you got the best of two worlds: shooting, yeah, archery equipment, yep. and 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 fishing. Yeah. So you're hunting and fishing at the same time. That's pretty cool, you know, because uh, it's more action. Yeah. You're more, uh, you know, involved in catching the fish than just sitting there. And then you save money on bait. Oh yeah. So you know, when to... the fish ain't biting, we force feed them. <laughs> force feed them some arrow. <laughs> Arrows, yeah. yeah. Cool, y'all. That's Randy Edwards. And again, thank you for talking with us. We appreciate it. All right. All right. So, yeah, that was wild. Especially at the end. Uh, that was a death whistle that old Glenn Haskins had. Uh, that thing would make your skin crawl if you heard it. In the, well, he did blow it off in the middle of the night. I think he did one time. Oh, yeah, uh, Friday night, I think it was, yeah. when he showed up. Was it Friday night? Yeah, it was like a death whistle. Because <clears throat> I heard it when I was sitting in the truck, and um, you went to sleep. I didn't even hear it. And I was like, did you guys hear that? And my daughter was sitting in the back. She was laying down in the back, and um, they both go, no. And I said, it was loud. And I was like, what? I was like, you guys didn't hear it? It sounded like a woman was like... Uh, like screaming for help kind of like that kind of a cry but yeah that's that's when i found out it was a death whistle <laughs> yeah it was freaky uh so yeah in the middle of that interview they blew it and i guess randy was trying to keep his composure because i was i started laughing i just covered my mouth because i jumped i'm not gonna lie i jumped and uh so yeah that was glenn blowing his death whistle but we're gonna do a shout out to everybody all our friends that were there um, we want to give a shout out to Jeff Crypto Hoke and uh, of course Cr Keith Crabtree, the original folk monster, the OG. Yeah, Lauren, she's from the she's got her own radio show, Night Callers. Then we got Ann and Kenny Walls. Logan was there, our buddy Logan. His his homie Corey was there. Brad Blocker was there with his uh, girlfriend uh, Shelly. Glenn was there at Randy Edwards, but uh, then we had Juju and Juju. She's cool, man. Y'all got to get to know her. Lori and Mike were there. Uh, Debbie and Quinn came out. Bigfoot Billy was there. Janelle, oh, Janelle Lee. Lee. Yeah, she was the she had a cool costume. She was the Energizer Bunny. It was hilarious. She she pulled it off. Thank you for the Bigfoot. Oh yeah, she gave us uh, some art. She gave us a like a Texas Bigfoot. It's freaking cool. I'm gonna take a picture of it and put it on her page. Give her a shout out. Steven. We had we had Stephen James there. Uh, Jason, our buddy Jason. 
And Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill. Yeah, Big Steve was there. Big Stephen Hill was there. Uh, Brian MP came to see us. Daniel showed up late, but he, you know, better late than never. Lori Dryerhood. And then Luke Gross. We saw Luke Gross there. Uh, Ruth was there. Ruth Young. And then the officer. He was there with two other guys. But I didn't really get their name. Uh, but they were cool guys too. So Stephen D. Word. We appreciate you uh, not taking us to jail. <laughs> no, we're, he's a cool guy. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, I want to thank my beautiful co-hosts, Trita. Hopefully we get her more uh, get her more on the show, you know. Maybe it's a thing. I told her she was my co-host and she kind of like, maybe. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, a lot of people are are saying that, but I don't know. I think she's good. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds, (laughs) but thank you for tuning in, everybody. Good night, or good day, whenever, whatever, when you're listening to this. (laughs) Whenever you're listening to this, good whatever. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to the Big Dog Random Show. Before we go, I just want to thank everybody who supported my show, uh, the people that are sponsoring me. I just want to say thank you. If you guys would do me a favor and share this show and contact me at the big dog underscore random underscore show at yahoo.com. And I have a Facebook page, Big Dog Random Show. You can contact me there. But again, thank you for everybody who's supported me. I appreciate it. All my guests, everybody who's listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.